the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You gotta love Uncle Joe Biden. Yep. Uh, Joe is the guy who said a long time ago, actually like 1992, something like that, uh, that there was no way George Bush 41, George H.W. Bush, uh, was going to be able to get a Supreme Court nominee considered by the Senate because it was just too late in his term. You can't be having a president uh, who... Um, you know, it's close to the end of his term, picking uh, a judge who's going to be around long after the, this president is gone. And obviously it's a lifetime um, term. So uh, that was just, you know, seemed like common sense then. It seemed like the right thing to do. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, it also there was a precedent for it going back to previous uh, presidents, like three or four previous presidents uh, did the same thing and, and just kind of assumed that was OK. Well, now the Democrats are still using Mitch McConnell's refusal to consider one in Obama's last year as justification for what's going on with uh, Brett Kavanaugh right now. They're actually saying, I don't care what happens to Brett Kavanaugh. Who cares if his family is destro- is, is uh, hurt by this? And um, we don't care if it destroys his career. He deserves it because uh, this is what the Democrats did, to, or the Republicans did to us. So he deserves whatever he gets, which is obviously unbelievably stupid, but that's what they're saying. Well... They dug up some uh, old tape of Joe again. Now, you've noticed that uh, one of the talking points, maybe the number one talking point for the Democrats during all this this entire fiasco, uh, at least the recent uh, part of the fiasco since the most recent alleged, uh, well, the recent accusations, uh, they try to delay the hearings for Kavanaugh here. And, and, you know, what, what they're saying is, you know, all you got to do is wait for an FBI. Let's have the FBI investigate. Just get an FBI investigation, and that's all you need. They'll go in there and get the facts, and we'll get this thing cleared up. And obviously, Kavanaugh not calling for another FBI investigation is another clear sign of his guilt, and also the Republicans not wanting another FBI investigation is a sign that they know he's guilty. Well, here's Senator Joe from back in 1991 when he was chairman of the Judicial Judicial Committee. This is during the Clarence Thomas hearings, and this is what he said to Clarence Thomas. And the last thing I'll point out, the next person that refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. FBI explicitly does not in this or any other case reach a conclusion period period so judge there's no reason why you should know this the reason why we cannot rely on the fbi report you wouldn't like it if we did because it is inconclusive they say he said she said and they said period So when people wave an FBI report before you, understand, they do not, they do not, they do not reach conclusions. They do not make, as my friend points out, more adequate, they do not make recommendations. So did you notice how condescending Joe was there and how much he acted like you have to be a total, he didn't just say that you don't, you, you, you caught his tone there, right? I mean, he didn't. It wasn't just that he was saying what he was saying; it was the way he said it, uh, inconclusive. And I mean, he, it was so condescending and impatient with the even with anybody even suggesting that the FBI would help in this situation. And so, the FBI is a waste of time in a situation like this, according to Joe Biden. Well, it's not surprising that the Democrats have changed their tune. That's just that's politics. But hey, here's my question. And, and seriously, if you have an answer, you can call me at uh, 844-302-1250. Just give me a call because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously asking the question. 
Was this video shown on any network other than Fox last night? And that, again, it's a serious question. I did see it on Fox, but I might have missed it on the other networks. So if you saw it somewhere, let me know. Uh, let me know on Twitter at Steigerworld. Call me. Again, 844-302-1250. Help me out here. And I, I'll be happy to um, acknowledge that these other, the other networks used it. But I have a feeling they didn't. So this video surfaced last night. And it should have been a blockbuster on every single network. And by now, every major Democrat should have been asked about it. See, I think what, what reporters should start doing now, because this is so easy to get this stuff. I mean, every person on the planet, at least every person in the United States, is walking around with a cell phone. And you, you can call up the video while, the, while you're waiting there to do the interview with someone. You can, you can call up the Joe Biden interview and you can, you can walk up to Dianne Feinstein when she's doing a press briefing. And you can say, excuse me, Senator, could you listen to this video, this tape, uh, this, this audio from Joe Biden? And it's right there on, on your phone. And you can stick it in her face and say, uh, how have things changed since Joe said this back in 1991? Why, why is it different, Senator? But I don't, I, again, uh, maybe, maybe it showed up on another network. I don't know if it did. Uh, and as I say, it should have been on everyone, and it should have been a big, big deal. And by now, every major Democrat sh- should have been asked about it. Somebody should have asked about it on some panel show somewhere. And Fox is very good at it. They will have a guest on, and they'll say, excuse me, just wait one minute. I want you to hear something. And they'll play a tape, and then they'll, make the, they'll ask the, uh, the guest to comment on it. And the other networks do it, too. But this Joe Biden thing should have been everywhere on every network last night. I don't even think Fox played it up big enough. But I heard several more calls for an FBI investigation today, made today, not made last night and and played back today. I heard people saying it today. Oh, we've got to have that FBI investigation, which is obviously just another way to delay. We'll have more on the Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh fiasco after the break, uh, including a study that was done that shows what Kavanaugh is up against with the media. Now, I also have an update on something I talked about last night. You know that uh, Ted Cruz was um, accosted in a restaurant down in Washington night before last. Uh, about 10 idiots uh, came up and started chanting, and, and they made him miserable, and um, he left. And at least the video showed him and his wife leaving. And Cruz uh, played it all with class. Every No matter what anybody would say to him, he would uh, when these women would scream things in his face, he'd say, God bless you, man. And so my question last night was, wait a minute. I haven't seen anybody ask. We And I mentioned that I actually tried to, I called the restaurant thinking on a, a wild, there might be a small chance that I would get the manager and I could ask him or her. I said, how does some, how do you get into it? This is a fancy restaurant. How, I mean, a really, really high top, a top restaurant. How do you get in there if you're those people that want to torture uh, Ted Cruz, how do you get in there? Is there a maitre d? Is there is there a hostess or a, a host who's at the at the uh, you know at the at the counter there when you come in? Do you have reservations? Uh, how many in your party? They take you to your table, or do you just walk in and pick somebody out to yell at? Is that how it works? So I, I wondered how they got in, and uh, so I guess the answer came out today. Uh, two things: first of all, Ted Cruz, they, the video showed him leaving. But he came back and ate his dinner, and the restaurant took care of him. I hope they picked up his check because it, it ain't cheap there. It's like 110 bucks a, a plate there. So the owner of Fiola said in a statement attain, uh, obtained by CNN uh, that the restaurant, quote, welcomes all patrons and added that the situation was resolved and Cruz and his wife returned a few minutes after the altercation began. Per our policy for events of this nature, police were called and the guest Escorted to escorted to privacy. Uh, that's what the the, the chef uh, Fabio Trabacci said. He got to make good pasta with a name like that. Uh, when the situation resolved a few minutes later, our guests returned to thank the staff for their support and to finish their exceptional meal. Nothing there about who picked up the tab, but um, uh, I'm sorry, but I still. I, how do they get in there? How how wh- now? I want to know, and it's not in this story. This is I got this from the Hill. Now I want to know um, 
what happened to the people? Do they get to come in there and do that in the restaurant and nothing happens to them? What about a disturbing the peace citation? Or uh, I, I said last night what what I would have liked to have seen was a really good punch in the face. That's what some one of them should have gotten from somebody. Ted Cruz, preferably. I'd like my senator, if, if I voted for him, <laughs> believe me, if I was in Texas and I voted for Ted Cruz and I saw him turn around, I know this isn't the right thing to do, believe me, but he should have punched somebody right in the face. And then said, get out of my face, sat down and eaten his dinner. But so, but I, what happened to the people who did it? How do people get away with this kind of stuff? As you know, it's been going on a lot with um, with Trump supporters uh, getting accosted in restaurants and other public places. And they just have to stand there and take it. And I'm sorry, but somebody needs to be punched. And uh, also, the cops... Um, should I want to know what happened to the to people? Do they get? Do they just get to go home and it's okay? You're allowed to go in a restaurant, and do that to somebody? Apparently, it is because I haven't heard anything that, that happened to the uh, idiots who who caused the disturbance. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, uh, this. Just this Chuck, uh, the uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, the the senator from Hawaii, Morono, some other people. Uh, they just seem to be having trouble with the concept of. Innocent until proven guilty. We'll be right back. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. It's been 43 years since the fall of Saigon. Over 58,000 never made it home. The ones that did returned bearing wounds that never really healed. It's time to change that. October 10th through 14th, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall comes to Murraysville Community Park. At over 360 feet long, this 80% scale replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C., is the largest and most exact of its kind. Not a single name has been forgotten. Open 24 hours a day, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall is free and open to the public. This October, join a grateful community in honoring our veterans, and let's move forward together. Details under events at murraysville.com. On September 17, 1787, the framers of our government signed the U.S. Constitution in Philadelphia, a constitution which set up our government. While Constitution Day has passed, Patriot Mobile supports the conservative values that the framers adopted in the U.S. Constitution, values which define our government and guarantee our rights. And the $17.87 data plan offers have been a huge success, so we're extending them through the end of the month. Patriot celebrates the founding fathers in your values, and it's the only cell phone carrier that supports conservative causes like the Susan B. Anthony Fund and the NRA while providing you with the same nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and tech for less money and no hidden fees and switching is easy. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Unlimited talk, text, and data for your first month. $17.87 plus a free pocket constitution. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's patriotmobile.com forward Slash you. you know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. 
At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Welcome back. I think uh, innocent until proven guilty is a quaint notion that seems to be, as I don't know, seemed to have worked pretty well for the United States of America for the last, what, 250 years or so. So um, it's not working out too well for Brett Kavanaugh. There's not a lot of people who seem to, I don't know, that, well, put it this way. I'm sure they still believe in the concept of innocent until proven guilty, but they're having trouble applying it to this case. Um, and let's, chart, let's start with Chuck Schumer. He has the, quote, presumption of innocence. I agree that we, this is not, that's a criminal trial. What, what I believe is we ought to get to the bottom and find the facts in the way that the FBI has always done. There's no presumption of innocence or guilt when you have a nominee before you. Hey, Aaron, since he mentioned the FBI, is it possible for you to pop up Joe Biden again real quick? Just, you know, we don't have to run the whole thing, but Chuck just made a reference to getting the FBI involved. I'm pretty sure Chuck spent quite a few years in the Senate with Joe Biden, who said this. The last thing I'll point out, the next person that refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. FBI explicitly does not in this or any other case any reach other case a reach a conclusion. Period. 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 Sorry, thanks. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Joe. We may refer back to that again, Aaron, just in case. Just keep that handy because I don't know. I'm 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 a I, I have a a sneaking suspicion that somebody else may mention the FBI here at some point. Here's uh, Maisie Morono, the senator from Hawaii. What you met? Do you believe because Judge Kavanaugh in- does deserve a presumption of innocence or not? Look, we're not in a court of law. We're actually in a court of credibility at this point. And without having the, the uh, uh, FBI report or some semblance of trying to get corroboration, we are left with the credibility of the two witnesses. Mm. And I said that I, his credibility is already questionable in my mind because, one, he misstates cases, he misapplies cases. And as I said at his hearing, we cannot have a, okay. somebody on the Supreme Court who does that, who doesn't even get the basics of the law. So he misapplies cases. You know what that means? It means, in her opinion, he misapplies cases because that's what it's all about. Um, that's why they don't want him on the Supreme Court. They don't like the way that he applies cases. And uh, so he's now guilty of attempted rape because she doesn't agree with his the way he applies cases. That's what basically what you have there. Then there's uh, Barbara Boxer, and I think we're going to hear from Morono again. This was attempted rape. I believe, um, Professor Ford, uh, Judge Kavanaugh has lied multiple times. Doesn't Kavanaugh have the same presumption of innocence as anyone else in America? His credibility is already very questionable in my mind and in the minds of a lot of uh, my fellow Judiciary Committee members, the the, uh, Democrats. You think Kavanaugh's lying, though? Well, I believe her. Let's put it that way. So there you have, uh, that's just a few, and there are plenty more of them out there. You'll see them. So, you know, so, so as usual, the conservative here, uh, Brett Kavanaugh in this case, and the, just the Republicans in general, they are uh, up against the Democrats and the media, which are usually the same thing. And so the, our friends over at the Newsbusters, who we've had on the show a couple times, I think we had a guy on just yesterday, actually, talking about this, about something else. But the thing about uh, Newsbusters, they, they do something that that should but doesn't make the media and the Democrats uncomfortable because they don't just uh, express an opinion about what they think is um, bad or unfair or biased coverage. They actually have someone, and I'm, I, I feel really bad, and I hope the person is really well paid for doing this, but they have to sit down and watch all this stuff, and they... 
they catalog it, they time it, they they break it down. So uh, during it says here that during the twelve days uh, since Democrat Senator Dianne Feinstein publicly publicly announced the existence of an unspecified allegation against Brett Kavanaugh, ABC, CBS, and NBC morning and evening news shows. Now you ready for this? They spent six hours, three hundred nearly six hours, three hundred and forty four minutes. As it says here, regurgitating various unproved allegations against uh, Kavanaugh. Now, how much time do you think they spent uh, devoted to uh, devoting time to Kavanaugh's denials and the fact that there is not a lot of corroboration uh, for the acu- on the accusers' uh, accounts? How about eight percent? Eight percent of the of the of the time has spent. Uh, has been spent covering what Kavanaugh's uh, side of it, and and maybe making some reference to the fact that the the witnesses have, uh, or the accusers, I should say, not witnesses, the accusers have uh, stories that are not corroborated all that well. It says here, September thirteenth through the twenty fourth, uh, three hundred and five minutes spent on the allegations made by Christine Blasey Ford which were the only known charges for most of that time. Uh, And then the charges leveled by Deborah Ramirez got 37 minutes during the September 24th morning and evening news shows. An additional two minutes of airtime was spent on an unknown third accuser teased by Democrat lawyer Michael Avenatti. We know who that third accuser is now. This is the one who has claimed that uh, she witnessed Brett Kavanaugh hanging around at uh, parties where women were drugged and or uh, given alcohol, spiked punch, and then gang raped. Uh, that's what she's claiming. And the the uh, the night's coverage boast, uh, boosted the total airtime spent telling viewers about Kavanaugh's denial to 14 minutes, barely 4% of the coverage. 4% of the coverage went to Kavanaugh. Now, how are you supposed to uh, get any kind of a, a fair reading on what's going on if you're not watching Fox? Now, you can, you can uh, talk about Fox being biased to the right, and they are, uh, as, as obviously their, their, uh, their evening shows, their, their talk shows, their commentary shows, they're, they're biased, but nobody's, nobody's denying that. But we're talking here about news, not, not necessarily panel shows. We're talking about newscasts. So this Avenatti uh, guy, he's the, uh, the as, as uh, Tucker Carlson refers to him as the creepy porn lawyer. He uh, he has a a, a a client now who claims to have attended gang rape parties with high school students. Now some things that are coming out here, she this says says it happened in 1982, um, which means that she was out of high school for two years, and she's claiming that she went to high school parties where girls were being gang-raped, and she was witnessing it. Now, here's the thing. She says she went to about 10 of them, okay? Now, I don't know. If, if How many gang-rape parties would it take for most women to go to before they would say, uh, maybe I don't want to go to any more. What do you get? Like maybe after the fourth or fifth one you might? Or how about eight or nine? Ten? She's gone to ten. She's claiming to have gone to ten of these. Now the other thing is that she's a college kid by then, or she's in. I assume she went to college. Um, she's twenty years old, so she's hanging around with a bunch of high school kids. So which means that these kids could be fifteen, sixteen, not necessarily seventeen, eighteen. If they're high school kids, who knows how old they were? She's two, three, four, five years older than these girls, and she's witnessing gang rape. Okay, and she says that uh, Kavanaugh was involved in spiking the punch or something. He was there. There's no, uh, I don't think there's any accusation from her that Kavanaugh was in, involved in the actual raping of anybody. But how do you go to these parties at the age of 20? You're, in a, you're basically an adult, close to one, and you don't report it to anybody. So who, who's going to believe this? I, I'm sure the Democrats are going to believe it, and most of the, the, uh, the left-leaning media will, but I don't. When we come back, something completely different we got a Pittsburgh guy who wrote a book. It's pretty good, too. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Senate Judiciary Committee is reviewing allegations by a third woman accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct. 
Chairman Chuck Grassley says the committee is reviewing the new allegations. Our lawyers, if we can make the contact, get on it right away. So obviously with this one, we have a contact and our lawyers are on it right now. Our staff investigators, and I won't have anything because I can't say anything until they get done. According to a sworn statement by Julie Swetnick, she alleges she witnessed Kavanaugh consistently engage in excessive drinking and inappropriate contact with women in the early 1980s. Kavanaugh has denied the allegations and calls them ridiculous. He says he didn't know Swetnick. On Wall Street, a down day as the Dow dropped 107 points to close at 26,385. The Nasdaq lower by 17, the S&P declined by 10. This is SRN News. Hey guys, Ken here from the hit podcast, Today's Growth. Who would win a three-mile bicycle race, an 11-year-old girl or last year's winner of the Tour de France? It all depends on the bicycle. It depends on their vehicle. Both on a 10-speed and the pro racer is going to win every time. But put the racer on a tricycle and the 11-year-old wins every time. You see, it's not the driver, it's the vehicle. When it comes to generating revenue, it's exactly the same. If you have a job or a small business, you are riding a tricycle. You can only go so fast. If you need to make up lost ground, it's not going to happen on a tricycle. No matter how fast you pedal, it's simply not going to win the race. Why do many people with no schooling and no advanced degree often become very wealthy? Simple. They choose to only ride 10 speeds. When it comes to helping people create their next revenue model, both Forbes and Inc. recommend Income Store as a can't miss when it comes to putting people on a 10-speed. Could your household or business use an additional revenue model that doesn't solely depend on you? If so, you need to check out IncomeStore.com. That's IncomeStore.com. Jay Sekula sees the president trying to negotiate peace. Well, let's explain to you what the Palestinian Liberation Organization is. Their political arm is called Fatah. So that is the PLO, but the PLO is a terrorist organization itself. The move is to shut it down because they're refusing to negotiate for a peace plan. So the United States is saying, why are we hosting them? This is the next step move into compel the Palestinians if they want to negotiate peace to negotiate peace. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250. The answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. If your advisor or insurance rep is recommending an annuity, or if you're considering purchasing any retirement product, you should always get a second opinion. Make sure your decision's appropriate and cost-effective for your personal retirement situation. Call the Synergy Group before you move your 401k, IRA, or any other retirement account into an annuity or any financial product. Synergy Group has been helping Pittsburghers with hometown advice and services for 30 years. Don't just make a move. Be sure the annuity you're considering is a good move for you. Get a professional second opinion from Synergy Group, the local retirement professionals. Synergy Group, 800-321-7963. That's 800-321-7963. 800-321-SYNERGY. Investment advisory services offered through Global Financial Private Capital, LLC. Securities offered through GF Investment Services, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's pretty solid on the Parkway West on the inbound side, Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, and it's a slow ride outbound Parkway East, Forbes Avenue to Edgewood, Swissvale. Now watch out for closure because of construction in Verona Halton Road between Franklin Avenue and Morris Lane. There's an emergency railroad crossing repair. Still lots of delays outbound 28 Veterans Bridge to Gamma Drive. That because of an earlier crash. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. It'll be mostly cloudy this afternoon. Look for a couple of showers and even a thunderstorm through early afternoon. And breezy and turning less humid later this afternoon. The high 73, though temperature may begin to fall later on. 
Partly to mostly cloudy and much more comfortable tonight, low 50. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high 67. Friday, becoming partly sunny, high 71. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg at AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you have, I think, uh, noticed that there's not a whole lot of patience around here for political correctness. Uh, We also spent a lot of time uh, talking about and making fun of the astounding amount of stupidity that's being generated on college campuses around the country. My next guest, Dr. Michael Rechtenwald, was caught right in the middle of that. And you should be able to pick up on that, uh, on what his reaction was to that, I should say. When I tell you the title of his book, I love the title of this book, Springtime for Snowflakes, Social Justice and Its Postmodern Parentage. Uh, Michael, thanks for being here. My pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. So you're a Pittsburgh guy, so you want to say hello to anybody? I'm a Pittsburgh native. I'd like to send a shout-out to my kids, uh, Dylan, Molly, and John Michael. Oh, okay, so they're still around here? Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Absolutely. And you went to Pitt CMU? I went to Pitt for undergrad. I went to Carnegie Mellon for a Ph.D. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a, you know, not only a native, but I did my education there for the most part. Okay, so uh, uh, that's good. I wanted to make sure you got a chance to say hello there because you are a Pittsburgh guy. I appreciate you being on the show. So um, let's start with your Twitter handle. Or I, I think yeah. it's still your Twitter handle, or is it your former Twitter handle? What is it? No, it's, it's still my Twitter handle, and it's anti-PCNYU prof. <laughs> anti-PCNYU prof. Okay, and and <laughs> and uh, how did your experience at, at this, I mean, I know you could go on here for a half hour with this question, but I want to just get it out yeah. of the way so that you can kind of sum up why you're here and what the book's all about. How did your experience um, at NYU turn into this book? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so, you know, I saw a lot of things developing here that really alarmed me, like uh, the establishment of a... Uh, bias reporting hotline in which students or anyone could report a person for committing a bias infraction in the classroom or anywhere else on, on campus or even outside of the campus. And so, you know, it's like having a secret Stasi state here. We have all these, we're, we're asked to spy on each other and turn uh, people in for, you know, a bias infraction, which means basically, as you know, a com- you know, committing a crime against, you know, a thought crime or an anti-PC action. And that's, that alarmed me greatly. So um, that was one of the things I was tweeting about. And, uh, you know, I, I established this Twitter account and was soon interviewed by the NYU newspaper. And then uh, they ran the story, and I decided to go with my name on it. And all, all hell broke loose after that. Oh, well, um, well, excuse was, me uh, one minute, on. Michael. When, when, you, sure. when you had your Twitter account going, was it people didn't know it was you? No, it was anonymous at first. I okay. called myself... Uh, anti-PCNYU prof and the deplorable NYU professor. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So was there a and, lot of know, mystery but, on campus and talk about who is this guy who's who's not going along with the program here? Yes, there was a bit of mystery. And then they, you know, one of the very avid, uh, uh, you know, reporters did find me, and I decided to go public because I thought there's nothing objectionable about what I'm saying. In fact, what I'm saying needs to be said. And uh, that's not what the administration thought. So um, why did so many in the faculty, and I guess also in the administration, seem to take it so personally? Oh, that's a really good question. They, they took it personally. They uh, condemned me roundly in an uh, open letter from the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Group, which I have since dubbed the Conformity, Inequity, and Exclusion Group. <laughs> Wait a minute. Give me that name they- again, the official name. The official name is the Diverse, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Group. Oh, God. This, yeah. This group condemned me in, a, in an open letter. I mean, it really, really put me, uh, you know, called me everything. But, uh, well, actually, later I was called Satan himself. But, I mean, they really uh, slammed me. And then I was put on paid leave within two days of this uh, uh, interview appearing in the Washington Square News, the student newspaper here. Within two days of uh, my, my interview appearing, I was on paid leave. I was condemned by this group calling themselves the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Group, an official NYU committee. And uh, and the, the story just went viral because the New York Post contacted me about it and because uh, they were following it, and it just hit the, it, it went viral after that. 
We're talking to Dr. Michael Rechtenwald, uh, the author of Springtime for Snowflakes, Social Justice and its Postmodern Parentage. Um, so uh, what were, were you able to figure out with your meeting and uh, as you were getting uh, put on paid leave, what the, your most serious crimes were that they were telling you to take a hike for? Well, that's interesting because they said, you know, the moment I walked into the office with the dean, he pulled me closely and he says, I want you to know that this inter- this t- uh, discussion has nothing to do with your interview or the Twitter account. And I said, oh, okay. So I sat down and uh, and he said, by the way, I'd like the head of human resources to join us if you don't mind. And uh, I said, of course I don't mind. What can I do? So the head of human resources joined us. And then the dean proceeded to say that people were concerned. They thought my Twitter account was a cry for help. <laughs> but you, were, you had a mental problem. Exactly. They tried to suggest that the, that the Twitter account was a sign of mental illness, in effect. Oh, boy. So, yeah. You, and I said nothing in that Twitter account, nothing in that Twitter account that was uh, aimed at any individuals, groups, races, genders, sexual affiliation, sexual orientation, nothing. All I did was criticize several things going on on campus, like uh, bias reporting hotlines, safe spaces, trigger warnings. All that stuff, no yeah. yeah. All that stuff. That's it. Well, you write that your academic credentials make uh, or made your unwillingness to accept the, the political correctness even more alarming. Why was that? Yeah, because, um, you know, I was actually a leftist, and then I saw what the left really was amounting to, and uh, it scared the heck out of me. I thought, this is not a people I want to be affiliated with. But I have a deep education at Carnegie Mellon in the theories that really prompted, that moved this social justice uh, ideology along. It's, these are the theories that, are, that it's based on. Uh, and so the book is about tracing my educational history at Carnegie Mellon and elsewhere, showing you where the roots of this crazy social justice ideology are coming from. And where, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not nearly smart enough to, to go that deep into it, but uh, you obviously are. What, what is it, I mean, how far back did you have to go to find the roots of this stupidity? It's not that far. You have to go back to, you know, you go back to socialism first, of course, uh, in Marxism, but then you go to postmodern theory. That's where it all lies, postmodern theory. And I try to break it down very clearly in the book, just what kinds of postmodern theory, what is postmodern theory, and what and how this postmodern theory gave birth to social justice. And wh- And how did it? Well... There was, a, there was a lot of crazy ideas that came from postmodernism, like language creates the world rather than the world actually existing, for example. And uh, so that's why you have these things like people say that language can be violent, mm-hmm. and that, you know, you're, you're causing some sort of material damage to them by speaking words. I mean, this, is, this all comes from postmodern beliefs, you know, that language, they say, constructs the world itself. I mean, this is really what they think. So that's where the part of the title of your book, uh, the postmodern parentage, that this comes from. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Postmodern theory is the parent of of social justice ideology. Well, social I mean, justice ideology is is, this, is that pernicious virus that's infecting our entire university system and elsewhere. Well, a book that I read many years ago, one of my favorite guys wrote, Thomas Sowell, and it's called The Quest for Cosmic Justice. Have you ever heard of that book? Oh yes, of course. It's a great book, yes, and it, it pretty right. much says that you know the justice you're you're in quest of uh, doesn't exist. So it does not exist here on on planet Earth. That's for sure, and that's the problem. And they'll they'll do anything to try to enforce it. But you know, every time they say equality, that means somebody's head's getting cut off because it's it's too it stands up too high or something else. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every time they they try to enforce equality, it means some people are going to get shot. It's that simple. Yep. And so how about some of my favorite topics? I mean, these are things that I – these set off alarms in my head. And uh, not only that, but I, I get so sick of hearing it I could throw up. But uh, white yeah. privilege and cultur- right. cultural appropriation, those are those are very popular terms on college campuses these days. Yes, and, and beyond. You had, a, you had a controversy in Pittsburgh about a restaurateur who... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. ...cultural pre- yep. appropriation, yeah. Uh, in, in, uh, in East Liberty, he opened up a restaurant. Uh, it was going to be called The Coop or something to that effect. And yeah. He was shut down by the social justice warriors uh, in the area. You have a company there called The Good People who imagine that they are 
arbiters of what people are allowed to do in business and whether they're following the social justice rules or not. I mean, there's so much going on over there. That's, it's unbelievable. So you have social justice warriors basically shutting down businesses because the people that are running them aren't quote-unquote woke. Uh, so, that, you know, this is what's happening. It's another one of my favorite words, woke. Um, right. But but uh, give me the – so the restaurant was called the, it was called the Coop. You write about it in your book. And yeah. uh, 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 it was in uh, East Liberty, and it was going to be a fried chicken place. And right. who, who, what was the problem? What, why, why was it a problem? Yeah. The problem was the owner was white. And oh, you can't have that. No. It, yeah, he was appropriating, that means taking, the, you know, the cultural heritage of African Americans and, and making money on it. And that's not allowed, even though it's also paying homage to that same culture. In my opinion, it's a form of flattery. Right. Nevertheless, social justice activists do not abide by this. And they, they put people, they work people up into a lather to get them to shut down these kind of businesses. It's happening all over the country. And um, I'm just always wondered, is it required now that you have to be Italian to own a pizza shop? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be some people who, who, who you're allowed to appropriate without any problem. Generally, people that are considered European, you can take whatever you want from their culture and make anything out of it you wish, and you're fine. But, you know, certain cultures are off limits. That's basically it. And they call them the dominant cultures. You can you can take anything from that, but you can't take things from so-called subordinated cultures. If you do that, it's called cultural appropriation. Um, so that's just one thing. And another term you might have run across is cis. Have you heard of the cis-hetero or cisgender? Oh, uh, yes? uh, don't even get me started on that one. We could do an hour and a <laughs> half on that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I get that. I, we've, yeah, we, we've... You're a, you're... yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. You're a cisgendered hetero male, which is the worst thing to be on Earth, right? No question. Cis, well, if you're white, being, especially. Oh, yes. White, cisgendered hetero, you're dead, man. I mean, he must well not even live. But the cis means you are, you accept, listen to this, the gender you were, quote-unquote, assigned at birth, as if your gender was assigned by somebody, like the doctor or the social order itself, instead of being printed on your actual right. chromosome. That's, you know, that's really where our, our sex difference comes from. It doesn't come from somebody assigning it to us, but that's what they want us to believe. Well, you know what? Uh, can you stick around when I take a break? I, there's some other stuff I could talk to you about here, if you don't mind. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure to be on the Hometown Radio. I love it. All right. Well, uh, we'll be right back with Dr. Michael Rechtenwald. He's the author of Springtime for Snowflakes. Uh, by the way... Yeah, I remember Springtime for Hitler with uh, in the movie the, um, the the producers, but Springtime for Snowflakes, social justice and its postmodern parentage. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, Cobra. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind: expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to read your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. gopestfree.com. That's go. 
pestfree.com, promo code Radio 20. On September 17, 1787, the framers of our government signed the U.S. Constitution in Philadelphia, a constitution which set up our government. While Constitution Day has passed, Patriot Mobile supports the conservative values that the framers adopted in the U.S. Constitution, values which define our government and guarantee our rights. And the $17.87 data plan offers have been a huge success, so we're extending them to the end of the month. Patriot celebrates the founding fathers and your values, and it's the only cell phone carrier that supports conservative causes like the Susan B. Anthony Fund and the NRA, while providing you with the same nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text for less money and no hidden fees, and switching is easy. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Unlimited talk, text, and data for your first month. $17.87 plus a free pocket constitution. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example, if you have heartburn, there's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn. And some of those reasons can be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that. And as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. 888-865-9595. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Back with Dr. Michael Rechtenwald, uh, author of Ta- uh, Springtime for Snowflakes, Social Justice and its Postmodern Parentage. Well, during the break, I was thinking about something, Michael. Uh, um, you have kind of a Pittsburgh guy attitude that I've picked up That's on. That's right. I, I, I think right. you know, I, if you're if you're a Pittsburgh guy, you know exactly what I mean. I, if you were from Cleveland, you right. wouldn't even know what I was talking about. But I think you know what I mean. And I, I, I just have a feeling. I just you, I'm throwing this out at you. Uh, you're a very learned person and well educated, a doctor, and you've you know been around academics all your life. But I I, I I just have this feeling that this whole political correctness thing doesn't sit well with the Pittsburgh guy <laughs> attitude about life. It's just too right. too phony and That's too right. too sissified and all kinds of things that don't work. That's right. It's too much of a coddling. It's too much pampering. It's too much, you know, special uh, treatment for certain groups for for no really good reason. And also, you know, a lot of the ideas and beliefs of people just don't pass the muster. With um, my uh, background having grown up on the north side of Pittsburgh and uh, had to work, you know, from, with my father for a living at. Uh, home construction so mm-hmm. you know i mean we really you know we really i got a reality test early on and so this stuff doesn't pass the reality test with me yeah and so i mean i picked up on that so um and, and here's the thing uh, microaggressions okay now yeah if if they're micro i think that <laughs> word that means they're barely detectable isn't that what micro is i mean you That's, need a microscope to see it why would that be a right. problem for anybody that's right. I mean, so what has happened is all the low-hanging fruit of racism and so forth has already been fixed, you know, been mm-hmm. really dealt with institutionally and socially and legally. So they're now looking for things that are just out of control, out of reach, you know. So these are microaggressions, which means if you, for example, let's say a student walks into a cafeteria, there are two tables, one is filled with a, uh, and there's there's two tables with a seat open. One has mostly African-American students and the other one, all white students. Yeah. This happens to be a white student, and he goes over and sits at the table with the white students. This could be called a microaggression against the African-American students. Because, because he chose the white? He, because he, showed, he had a bias towards the white students, yeah, even if he, he knew some of them. So somebody could report him for this if they watched it all happen, see, as uh, if there was anything there. Yeah, well, see, again, Michael, uh, think, picture yourself on the north side. And right. if something was a microaggression, you you microaggressed somebody right back if they microaggressed you, and then That's if it, it if it if it escalated to something beyond a microaggression, somebody either quit or somebody got punched in the face. 
I mean, that, that's, you know, I mean, I like that better than microaggressions. I know that's not politically correct, but that's what I, and believe me, I'm a coward. I would run, but I would expect that's a punch right. in the mouth. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I know very well because, you know, after a certain talk here was given on campus in which they shouted down this one uh, conservative speaker and wouldn't let him speak, I was being interviewed by that same newspaper, and this kid from one of the students here kept calling me a Nazi over and over and over. Oh, boy. And I can, tell, I can tell you right now, if he weren't a student, he wouldn't have been standing long. Yeah. Put it that way. Well, like, we, we talked... To... Go ahead. Yeah, no, fine. Go on. Now, I was going to say, we, we, I talked last about uh, Ted Cruz being accosted by a bunch of uh, protesters uh, while I was out for dinner. And there's been a lot of discussion about it in the media and everything. And, and my response is, well, how does somebody do that without uh, no, not, without expecting to get punched in the mouth? Did you go up to somebody? I don't know. When they're that's, their, I, I I that's what I don't get. You should expect that, shouldn't you? That's right. I think so. And also, I've made it clear because this group, the Antifa, I'm sure you've heard of Antifa. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tifa, they put a target on my back. So I had to make it clear that I'm not somebody to be messed with. And so they haven't come after me. But they said they were going to. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, and they haven't done anything yet. Yeah. And I think it's because I said no uncertain terms. You're not messing with the right person here. <laughs> and this has to be made clear. And I think people like uh, in the Republican Party and especially in the administration should say something to this effect because these people maybe then back off. Yeah. After all, they're cowards. They put masks on and they hit people with, you know, they have masks right. on and they do all kind of uh, outrageous stuff, but they don't uh, have the courage who actually do it, uh, you know, face to face? Well, I, I'm so. only five foot six, and I had a, my friend Mike uh, Maraska. He he did all my heavy work. So when I <laughs> you know, when there was a problem, I just said, uh, Mike, this guy's giving me a problem. Hey, hey, Doctor Michael uh, Rectenwald, I'm completely out of time. I'm against a hard break. Glad you came on. Okay. I'm going to keep you on file, and we will be referring back to you on this subject. That's a, Thanks a that's lot. Great. It's been my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's Dr. Michael Rechtenwald, and that's a little lesson in political uh, correction, uh, political correctness. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.